Sammy, mate, thanks for coming on. Before we dive in, as we do, as you've heard, six quick questions everyone gets hit up with to break the ice, get the ball rolling. Hit me. Let's go. Best dad joke. Okay. Well, I was thinking hard about this one. What does a polar bear weigh? Great question. Enough to break the ice. A good fact about that one, though. Yes. Back in the day, in my single life, I used that quite a bit on girls. Oi. Did not work once. <laughs> not once. What about Grace? Zero result. <laughs> except for Grace. Lucky you're a good looking man, hey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving right along. What's your poison or guilty pleasure? Ah, this fella right here. The Bolter Captain Sensible Tinny. Yeah, they're not bad, are they? It is a drop and a half. We've got half an hour and you brought in a case. Oh, I'll see which one. I brought in a case. <laughs> a warm super dry, yeah. the boys would love that. Eh? He made me pay for them too, just by the, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> That's true. Let's keep that on the slide. All righty. So, yeah, no, I have um, probably one of these after a big day at work. I just get home. I'm just like, yeah, just a cheeky one. Exactly. Why not? Yeah, exactly right. You deserve it. Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs> Moving on, festival or chill, what's your go-to? 2008 to 2016, I reckon definitely festival. Yep. Loved a fezzy back in the day, but these days, kid and all, definitely chill. Yeah, definitely, you do need the chill, chill, you do need the downtime. I've asked a few of the other boys, do you have a, a fezzy that sticks out for you? Yeah, um, there was a few, as Meany said one Daft Punk was an absolute belter. But Splendor 2016, I remember we were watching Golden Features, me, Joycey, Jenkins and Stewie Dara were in the crowd and we were just Something on else. fire. Eh? Yeah. It was mental. I can imagine. Loved it. Most proud of in your life? That's an easy one. My daughter Goldie, that, um, that's a huge one. The day that she was born, that was the proud, proudest I've ever been, I reckon, for sure. You never forget that, do you? Never, ever forget. Nothing That's in the beds in your brain. Yeah. And we'll get into that too. Yes. Is there one incident that defines you or made you, you know, who you are today? Look, we'll touch on this further, obviously, but um, growing up as a single child with a mum, just a mum, I reckon she did. The best job you could possibly do and look I just obeyed her rules growing up and that's just how, how I became the guy I am today yes yeah awesome and we definitely will get into that mate and look forward to it lastly to round it out what does father mean to you father well father to me means like protective Love, support, everything a father should be, whether you have a daughter or a son, you've just got to be there at all times. You've just got to be present, really. Yeah, awesome. 
well summarised, mate, and thanks for that. So we will get cracking. There's obviously a lot we want to get through, and yes. again, it's a pleasure to having you in, mate. Thank you My again. Guys, mate. Thank you for having me. No, of course. It's an honour. Oh, I was frothing for this moment. Eh? <laughs> yeah. mate, Seriously frothing. It's, it's been a long time coming, and we've, we've had a few chats over a few beers, so uh, <laughs> yeah, look forward to, to seeing where this one leads. Just to give people a bit of context and background into yourself, the man behind the mic we have today, are you able to share for the listeners a bit on your story and a bit of a brief background, name, from kids, hobbies, whatever you want to go with? Yeah, right. So um, my name is Todder, first name Sam, for those who don't know. Quite weird. <laughs> um, but I was born in a little country town called Albury, Wodonga. Lived there for about six months and then um, moved over to good old Queenscliff with my mother. We uh, lived in a one-bedroom apartment, no, a two-bedroom apartment. And so I grew up there to about, when was it, probably year five. I was about 10 years old, I reckon, probably, probably 11. And then I moved to Kelko, yep. Pit Road, a little townhouse there. And... Um, yeah, just grew up through my adolescent years there, and that's where life began. Yeah, awesome. And obviously where you still are today, you haven't haven't gone too far? No, I haven't gone too far. I've moved out, went um, moved in with Scott Shawley for about a year, then um, moved in with my partner, Grace, my long-term girlfriend, my LTG. I used to <laughs> I call, call her all the time. LTG, what's that? Long-term girlfriend. Ah. Yeah. She's, Sorry, um, a bit slow over here. She's, yeah, she doesn't get that label of a wife yet or a fiancé, so I just call her an LTG and she loves it. Yeah, lovely. Very good. I'm sure she loves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's quite the apprenticeship. How, how long has it been? <laughs> Mate, it's actually, we're pushing seven years, I think, mid-year. It's quite scary, eh? Crazy. Yeah, it's going so fast. And you mentioned a bit about your upbringing where you're from northern beaches like a lot of the guys are that we've had on today what sort of kid were you growing up and maybe a little bit even on family structure if you want to go there you know it was weird so back in the day in primary school days I was like a quietish kid like I had my loud moments but I was really reserved and quiet and um I remember at school, I was like always so scared of getting in trouble. I was freaking. I was like, like I'll do something bad. I always did, and I'd be so scared of getting you know expelled, suspended. So that got to a point until I hit high school, and then it just turned all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose, <laughs> and I was just getting in trouble all the time. It was. Dead set, afternoon detention, after afternoon detention. Just It was just on a regular basis, hey. And mum was very, she was good, right? She was, she set her boundaries. She was grounded. She tried to keep me in place. Most times worked. Most times did not. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was... Um, Back in the day in primary school, I didn't really enjoy the beach till I was about 10. And then um, I got my toes wet and that's when I found the boogie board. Lovely. You, you were quite the burger. Burger, yeah. I used so to love, yeah, <laughs> love the food that dropped me. <laughs> yeah. 
So I bodyboarded until I was about 18, and that's when I found my feet, started surfing. So that's a hobby I love to do now. Yep. When I get time these days with a kid, a business, it's quite hard to get that time. But, you know, every now and then I, I love it. I enjoy it. Lovely. And you're heading over to the men's Indo soon, aren't you? Are you yeah. taking the, the booger or what yeah, are you running nah, with? No, no, the boo didn't get the start. <laughs> taking the um, the quiver over. I snapped one the other day at DY Point. Um, snapped it straight in half. I didn't catch a wave. I actually swam in. <laughs> Danny Sheather would tell anyone about it. <laughs> if, if anyone wants to know, just hit up Danny Sheather. But, yeah, so going over with Goldie and Grace a week first. And then we'll be heading over to the Mance with the boys. Big rat pack over there, just taking that's a, charge. And that's a three-year trip in the making, I hear. Oh Is that right? Oh, my God. Three years and some. COVID. COVID. How good. Pivot a little bit here. Me. You mentioned only child, single child. Yes. Only child syndrome. Is it a thing? And more to the point, does it excuse some of that loose behaviour you just touched on? <laughs> yeah, well, 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 well. And I know our partners will argue either way, so I just want to get your two cents. I can't say it's a thing, but everyone you speak to tells you it's a thing. Mm. Those who know that you're an only child, they know that... You're the man. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you're a king, you know what I mean? That's how we were raised. Yeah. Nah, um, seriously though, you do get a perspective of those who think you're an only child, you're a spoiled brat. That's just how it goes. You yep. think a per- person's only child, you get everything given to you, hand-fed, you know what I mean? You just, In my case, I didn't, which was good. Like I, I did get away with some stuff. Most of the time, as I said, my mum was grounded. She was disciplined me in my adolescent years. Like She was, you know, she wasn't too strict, but she did, you know, set some rules, which I obeyed. Yep. And on a serious note, on reflection... How did you find it growing up as an only child? Was it something you struggled with? Was it sweet? Did it have its moments? Did that change at all? Mum felt super bad growing up. She felt super guilty that I didn't have a sibling, that I didn't have my dad around. And I literally couldn't have cared less. Like I grew up not caring that I didn't have a dad. It didn't affect me in one slightest bit. I know that's weird. I know other kids would probably question themselves and think, why don't I? Like, but to say that, right, so him and mum got together and he prioritised work first. It, it, it was like his thing. It was just work, right? So, and he lives in the States. So when mum had me, he wasn't at the birth. He was in the States, whatever. He didn't even tell his parents, my grandma and grandpa, that I was born, I don't think. I think that was just hidden. And then mum felt the need to tell them. Um, So it was actually mum who told his parents that I was born. And um, she was very scared at that time as to what they would think, but they were just open arms. They were just, just love. My dad's, he... Comes over here, you know, once a year, if that. Um, sometimes he doesn't come for, like, years at a time. But, you know, he'll we'll catch up and stuff like that. But it's not – and I'd call call him dad, but 
but it's not it, it's not like a mean dad, mm. you know what I mean? Like it's more like a hey dad label. Yep. Growing up, he wasn't really there. Mum had a few blokes come and go throughout our time and one was just the fucking pits. One put her through absolute hell. This guy was just the absolute death, eh? They would just constantly fight. He would like the mental abuse was shocking. Back then, I didn't understand it at all because I was so young, and I didn't actually get what was going on. But he just took us for a ride. I remember when they finally broke up. He um, went down the path to try and sue us for work he quote had done on the house mm. unquote. He um, did like a pergola, you know, some small things. He did like floorboards and that he took, what was it? He took the court. He ended up taking 120 grand just mm. just out of pity. It was just bullshit. Eh? That was tough, that bit there. Um, Mum was just you know, in tears. I was just helpless and it was just tough to watch her go through that and then when I turned about 18 she found the bloke she's with today and he's the complete opposite he's just an absolute champion yeah awesome going strong so you mentioned at 16 your mum went through a bit of a rough trot from a relationship perspective and then obviously it sounds fantastic she's met someone when you were 18 and been like that since how were your emotions over that period you know seeing the tough time seeing your mum that rock or that Stability in your life go through by the sounds of it a hell of a lot. Yeah. How did you deal with that? How did you find that? They were very mixed. There was a lot of anger in there, purely for the anger I felt towards this bloke. Obviously, being that young, you can't do anything. Mm. Like, he was a decent-sized bloke. And when this guy is, like, screaming and that, like, you're not going to... In your head, you just want to beat the guy with a pole. But you just don't have that in you. So you just angry you're just angry and angry and angry and just heartbroken really yeah just for mum especially mum and just to what a guy can actually do yeah because your mum as well it's like just having her throughout my whole life it's like we are one so what happens to her it like it affects me just the same so absolutely oh man that's look your mum, I've, I've met her a couple of times. Obviously, yeah. I don't know her super well, but she sounds like an incredible lady, mate, and she's done a very good job raising you, so I'm sure she'll be more Thank than you. proud, more than stoked. Jenny Totter, that's a shout-out to you, mum. <laughs> Thank you. Love you. Given she's worn two hats, as you, you said, talk to me about you know what she means to you. I know you just briefly touched on it there, and what does she mean to you? But then further to that, the impact she's had on shaping you as the man you are today. She's she's just the world, eh? Like, growing up, she's just been... She's just there. I just felt that I could tell her everything. And I did just that. <laughs> Past a point where it's probably too far. Mm. For instance, we did um, some trips to Indo back in the day, and I remember we had a big night out, and I met this Canadian girl or whatever. Anyway... Did the one night stand thing. The next day, just the boys 
you get in your head, they go, oh, did, did, did you tarp up? Did you tarp up? And you're like, nah, nah. And they're like, oh, my God, you, you didn't tarp up? Dude, she's from Canada. Do you know what they got over there? And you're just like, oh, my God. Just anxiety <laughs> going to your head. I ended up going to a payphone in Bali in the streets, calling mum and just wigging, going, mum. Send oh, some over. Mum, <laughs> I want to sleep with this chick. She's from Canada. I'm, I'm just wigging now. I've got something. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. She's like, look, Sam, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. That happened. I reckon, like, I would tell her things like that mm. throughout just life. I remember. <laughs> There was another time in Bali as well. I was with the boys. We were all hung, hung over. It was so dusty. We were in the room and I remember I called and I actually put her on speaker. I put, put her on speaker and I did it as a G up again. That's a big no-no. Oh, I was heavy. I go, Mum, I did it again. And I was like, and I remember like Perry and Harry and all that were in the room. And I was like, I did it again. I was sleeping. And she's like, Sam, you idiot. I told you. You're 30 years of age. <laughs> <laughs> Wear condoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Um, no, but just like that, like I could just speak to her about everything. That's that awesome. Was on though. my mind, eh? Yeah. Oh, look, mate, everything. that's awesome and that's special. And yeah, that you've obviously comfortable enough to, to be able to share whatever and yeah. anything and everything. And um, I feel like it can go one or two ways. And look, I won't go into my side of things. I will in probably next episode, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit opposite. Oh, I, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was a closed book. But um, yeah. no, that's great. And look, one one other thing, sort of to round this out a little bit, what does Father's Day, you know, what did it mean to you growing up? How did you find that? And now, given everything that we've just chatted through and done, and your background, now what does it mean as a father? Father's Day, I remember back in the day. You know, I would still give the text or, or the call to my dad and say it, what now? But then as I grew older, I would start to say it to mum instead. And I just think, why am I going to say it to my dad? When it's, mm. you know, I'm going to say it to my mum instead. So I spend the day with her and I would like allocate the, the day as her day because as you said, she wore the two hats. So definitely, it's more definitely a day... For the person who bought you up, really. Definitely. Found. And um, nowadays, it's my day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, I get that day. Yep. No, it's good. And it feels good to be a dad on that day as well. You feel so so um, proud and special. You know? Yeah, definitely. And it is a special day. It, it is. Given your upbringing, and, and look, I know I kind of want to get into you know your personal family and journey and everything you've got now as well, but... Given your upbringing and everything you just mentioned, how has that shaped raising your own daughter, little Goldie? Well, it actually it's actually helped me a lot. Now I've learned how not to be a father, which is good. Like you've learned so much about your dad isn't around, you don't have a father figure, da da da. It's like now you know you can concentrate on what to do to be a dad. And, and the importance and the impact. The importance, and- yeah. Like I adapted onto it pretty quick. Like when your child comes out, you just life changes dramatically. Eh? Your perspective on life, just everything changes. Definitely. Priorities, everything. It's just this kid. On on yeah. On a flip of a coin. The flip yeah. of a coin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally what did I do with my Seriously, time before? Yeah. 
what the hell just <laughs> happened? Yeah. Oh, and the first person you called when when little Goldie entered the world, let me guess. Mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Goldie was conceived November 2019, so just before the bushfires. Um, and then obviously COVID hit. Um, 2020, the start of 2020. So at that time, those rules applied where only one person could be in the room or two or whatever like that. So when Goldie was born, Grace and myself were allowed to be in there, but that's it. You couldn't have anyone else in. And then I remember, because Grace and her mum, Andrea, are super tight. So Andrew's coming up from South Coast. Just before Goldie was born, she she persuaded the nurse to let her in because um, Grace was just call, calling out for it because like, mm. they're so tired. And then, so she was able to get in, but mum was at home. This was 11.30 at night. Mum was at home just by her phone. I remember as soon as Gold's came out, I was just in tears, as you do, mm. in tears. First person, person I call is mum, and I'm just all in my eyes, it's a girl, <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we just had a, man, that was crazy, eh? That was such a crazy night. It, it was it was so good, so so rewarding. Yeah, that was Yeah, it's wild, isn't start. it? Yeah. It really is. I, it takes me back to being in the hospital. And we were look, similar situation. We had little Henry, the little man, turn one the other day during COVID too, and, yeah, it was strange not having because you paint this picture, you know, when when you're having a kid, or I'd argue, especially the first one, you're in the hospital, you've got family around. I think it's obviously important for for the partner, but I'd argue both of you, and you've, you've kind of painted this picture, and yeah, it was a little bit challenging, I guess. But yeah. I, I guess on the flip side, it was kind of cool. I feel just having own little bubble as well. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of, I guess, a bit of silver lining. But yeah, yeah you can't explain those first couple of minutes. Oh man, you can't. Eh? Like the whole ride. Like as soon as you get there, that whole ride, it's just an adrenaline rush. It's seriously a roller coaster, especially because Grace had a water birth, so she she was in the bathtub and she was on the um on the gas, and I just felt helpless. Like I'm just there, just sitting there, just going, "What, what can I do? What can I do? I can't do anything." Mm. And then when she calls over me, this is the best day. So <laughs> she she calls over to me. She goes, oh, Sam, Sam, come here, come here, come here. And I can't come over. Go, You're right, babe. You're right. And she goes, oh, fuck your breath. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there kind of like, you sure? She goes, go away, go yeah. away. I was like, okay, okay, okay. It's fine. It's, you just want to help, but then you can't help in the sense where you just, your breath. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'll ride this one out myself. <laughs> Yeah. Right, babe, I'll just, be in, I'll just be in the corner watching. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, <laughs> just tell me if you need something. Oh, that's outstanding. And you mentioned the birth. Talk me through when you found out you were going to become a dad and how did that make you feel? And yeah. was it planned? You know, was this something that was in the works for a while? Yeah. Talk me through that. So the end of 2019, we sort of were like, you know, are we going to try? Do we, do we just have a crack? Do we just, you know, roll the dice and see how we go? And we did that. We, we just yeah, kind of occurred sweet. Mm. If not, we'll just try again, whatever. And um, it's just perfect. Rest is history. All in one, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I remember I was at work, big day. 
come home and then um, Grace was like all just super quiet. And I was just, you all right? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Your breath. Yeah, oh, your breath again. I was like, shit, okay, that's it. I'm no, getting, sorry. I'm getting something. <laughs> sorry, mate. You're actually giving us something special there. <laughs> I thought you lost me. <laughs> anyway, where was I? No, no, I was um, cooking toast. And I was buttering my toast. And she goes, I'm pregnant. And I just, just stopped. And then I kept on buttering the toast. Because it, it just didn't, I just didn't. Register. It didn't compute. And I was just like butting the toes. I was like, and she goes, Sam. I was like, oh my God. What the hell? It was just super weird. Hey, I, I just didn't. It is surreal. It took time to hit because as soon as those words come out, it's like you're going to be a parent. You know what mm. I mean? It's like your whole life is about to change. So mm. get fucking ready. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah. Buckle in. Are you let us swear on this? Absolutely. Sweet. It's your show, mate. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I want it. How did you best prepare yourself as a, you know, a pending father or even as a couple, you and Gracie, you know, before your little daughter arrived, you know, was there like any books, people talk about, you know, podcasts, courses, all sorts of things. How did you guys best put yourself in? We did a lot. Well, Grace did a lot of research. She wanted to go down the path of a water birth. So we went and did a little two-day course up in Avalon. That helped a lot. Like, not only her, but me. Because in my head, I thought birth was literally what you see in a movie. It's like you wear the blue capes, like the blue um, scrubs and the mask and the hat. And then all of a sudden, there's, you know, blood and whatnot. There was blood, but... but but it's, it definitely wasn't what, what I expected. And after doing this course, it just put a whole new image in my head and I was prepared. Mm. I was set because if I didn't do this course, I reckon I would have been super, super anxious in that room. I would have been like, okay, what am I going to expect? What's going on? What's happening now? But this course just taught me to mm. re- relax, calm down, just... It, it's all good and you'll get through it. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, look, I think it's it's on the money. We did a we did a course as well. And that was a huge part of like helped Emmy, my wife, a great deal. But I think for me too, it actually made me realise how little I knew. Yeah. And as you oh, said, yeah. you, you see Definitely. things in the movies and you you watch things and again you might have these preconceived ideas on what a birth should be or look like or whatever. And whilst every baby and every experience is different as we know, just it made me realise that it's completely yeah, how out not out of depth out of my depth, but yeah. um well, actually I was, but just how little <laughs> I knew in general. It's just that you know it's the wild. We could talk about that all day. But, yeah, uh, that's that's awesome. Is there any stories you can or wanted to share from pre or, or post birth? Any challenges or oh, any laughs for that matter? Yeah, look. The odd laugh, but just a lot of challenges. So basically when Gold was born, first two weeks were those, you know, the full, you don't sleep. Da, da, da. And then um, she was constantly like irritated. You could tell she was like just in pain, like something just was not right. Pediatricians, we went through so many of them. Went down this one path, we went down to this girl in DY who was well-known 
I won't say her name just in case he gets sued, but she was dead set. The worst person I've ever gone to in my life, hey? Like, so before her, we went to probably three of them and they couldn't work out what was wrong with, with golds. They didn't try. They All they want is for you to pay your bill and they have a look at her. Uh, that's colic. Go home. That's it. That's all. That's all. And it's not all of them. I'm not going to say 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 it's to all of them. Just the ones that we went to it did not help at all. Mm. So pay your bill. Off you go. You'll be fine. So on to, on on to the next. On to the next. And then we went to this woman in DY. She was just rough. Hey, she was she was rough. She diagnosed Goldie with um, oh, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so this was just before. Goldie had her six weeks injections and um, this woman said to her, okay, you're going to take this and then this and then that should, it should uh, you know, it's fine. Like it'll work and you can be fine. And what she gave us had, had a reaction to the injections. So after the six weeks injections, we came home and she was 10 times worse. And we've gone back to this woman and said, look, and then she goes, oh, she had her injections. That's right. She goes, oh, I forgot to say, um, you can't have this stuff with inject." And I'm like, dude, this is your fucking job. Wow. We've got a, a sick child here and you're just spitting things out of your mouth just to get us out of your office. Hey, we were ropeable. So we brushed her, obviously, and again, tried to find answers Mm. couldn't it wasn't until would have been roughly 12 weeks in where she started we started to find blood in her in her poos and that's when we started to really stress out and worry so we ended up going over to the children's hospital in Parramatta and again I couldn't go in Grace won't and in, I was in the car in the car park for pro- probably like eight hours, I reckon. She called me and then she goes, Sam, just go home. I'll just stay here tonight. So I left. I went home and um, they treated her. They are, I remember driving home and then Grace texted me a picture of golds on the drip with like the tubes and that and nose. Fucking heartbreaking, eh? Oh. The worst things you can ever see is just your child just sick or you know and tubes and stuff like that and fuck, I was just I broke down then I got home and then um, I remember the next day I picked her up they basically told Grace that she can't breastfeed anymore which telling a girl that is the most hardest thing I reckon a girl will ever go through they feel they have to have this bond with um, where they have to breastfeed. If they don't, they feel like they've failed. You know what I mean? And it's so hard to watch that. It's the hardest thing ever. That that took some time before we got Golds onto the bottle. Um, so we got her on the formula, um, which worked. It was like a special one we had to go on. So we're on that for a while. Um and then she still had the odd like 
a reaction to something. So there was something in the formula which was also doing something to her guts, right? So, mm-hmm. and we still couldn't work it out. So we hadn't had answers from anyone. What they did was to tell us to put it on the bottle was great. That was like a step, right? But it still wasn't the answer we had to have. So we were going round and round again, just checking. We had to go to a place where they checked their allergies and stuff like that. And she didn't have, um, she didn't have any allergies. She had an intolerance to dairy, to protein, to soy, to I think it was basically everything under the sun. So, but with an intolerance, it's kind of scary because you've got to. So she can't have that stuff, right? But you've got to introduce it again between ten months and one year in that small little time frame. And if you don't, there's a chance they could become um, allergic to that thing. So we did that. We went down, like, down that path. We waited till that window came and then we introduced the stuff and all that and, um, and it was fine. It was all good. And we thought, okay, this is it. We're out. Like, we're out of it. We've finally come good after all this just rubbish that's occurred with all, all these people who just pushed us away, couldn't do anything. We finally found the one thing. We ended up actually seeing a paediatrician in North Sydney as well. He's um, an Indian bloke. He was so good. He was so, I can't remember his name, but he's so, so nice. And he helped a lot. He, he actually like, pointed us in the right direction as well. So it wasn't until last year she had... Um, so she, she came good from that point. And then last year in August... We were given a salmon, I think it was. She started to spew up, like spew up every, everywhere. And was, so we'd just gotten her back from mum's because mum had her for the day. And so she didn't have the camera up in her room. So we got her back and then she had her food, she had a bottle and then she spewed up everywhere. And we thought, okay, you know, it's just spew, whatever. Cleaned her up, put her back to bed. She was fine. And... Um, we left it for a bit and then Gray said, oh, did you put the camera up in, in, in her room? And I was like, oh, no, I didn't. She said, can, can you put it up there? Because I forgot. So I was like, sweet. So got the camera, went went up there and I saw Goldie was just spew everywhere on the floor. She was so hot. I was like, oh, fuck. I Grace, 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 come up, come up. So we got her and the scariest thing, man, like we got her up and she kept spewing and spewing and, and then her eyes went back. It was fucked like like I'm in her head. I'm in a weird. That's all right, mate. I can't imagine. Jeez. <sighs> so good, mate. <sighs> mate, take your time. Oh, we'll have another beer. That's all right. Wait, let me. <laughs> we'll have another beer. Let's 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 grab a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quick break. Quick break.
So her eyes went back into her head and um, she just went limp. So I was, I was straight on the phone to um, the Amber. Amber is just going just... And man, getting on to them, it's a process, eh? So Grace has got Gold's downstairs, basically turned around. So Goldie's chest is on her palm pointing down and she's... You're supposed to whack their back, like, but gently, but upwards. Yeah. And um, so she was doing that till Goldie came to, and by so she was actually out for a little bit. She was out, limp, and you don't know, like, you don't get told this stuff, so you're thinking the worst. You just think the worst, and everything you've been through too. Oh, right? it's, it's fucked. We're like fucking hell. It's it doesn't end, and. Um, so I'm on the phone to the Ambos and they're just asking, they're going, what's the problem? What's your address? What was that? Sorry. What? And I'm just like, can you just send a car here? Anyway, by the time Goldie came to, I was still on the phone. I, I said, look, look, it's all good. I'm just going to drive up there. So I hung up and then we just jumped in the car and drove straight up to emergency. And that's when she was put in hospital again taken up to a new room and stayed the night again, whatever. They diagnosed that as this thing called F-Pies. So for those unaware, what is F-Pies? So it's a food protein-induced enterocolitis syndrome, which... Can you spell that for me? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Which is, I yeah, I don't know, which is why they call it (laughs) F-Pies. So it's just a reaction that occurs to a certain food. So in her case, it occurred with the fish, salmon. So they came down to it and said, yeah, look, it was caused by the salmon. So you've got to cut that out for two years, three years, whatever. We had never heard of F-Pies before. So my mum's a nurse. She hasn't heard of F-Pies before. No one's heard of it. I bumped into a friend the other day who has two kids, she said that because I was telling her this story and she goes, oh, my God, F-Pies, that's what so-and-so had. The same thing, but it was with avocado. So it's bizarre. You've got to – It's but you don't know if your kid will get the reaction or not. It's just – it's so strange. And it's not something I'm assuming they can pick up in a – you know, they seem to pick up everything, you know, through the scans as you they, yeah. during pregnancy or anything. Yeah, it's not yeah. something it sounds like. They can't is. pick up. You just got to go along with the ride, and if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? And you've just got to deal with it. You just got to, yeah. Just don't panic. Don't stress out. Of course, your brain's just going to like choose that dark path and go down it. But you just got to be strong and don't panic. That was, yeah, last August, I said. So that was all fine. And just the other week, so basically three weeks ago when we planned to record this, she caught a virus, right? Along with the virus, she got a bacterial infection. So she was fine, right? And then she caught this virus. She was just snotty in the nose. Her temperature went up and... She started to get a cough and then she got conjunctivitis as well. It, the poor thing just went through hell, hey. And it happened on a Thursday. On the Friday, she gradually went downhill. On Saturday, we thought, okay, something's up. Let's go up to emergency. 
went up there. They said, look, she's got a cold. Go home. Went home. Got worse. And we were, it was a Sunday night. We were just playing around and Goldie was like playing. She was all like up and excited. She was still sick, but but she was keen to play. And then I remember she just laid on me. Her eyes just went so tired. She got so hot and sweaty. And then she just lied there. So And then she started to shake. And I was like, not again. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I was like, come on, Grace, come on. And then Grace is so calm through this stuff. And I'm just like, we have to get the fuck up there again. Mm. Like, I don't like just saying, come on, get in the car. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on let's go. So... We drove up there. Obviously, again, I can't go in. Where the rules have changed. So these days now, you can go to a football match. You can go to a festival. You can do a bit. You can't have two people in a room with your child that's sick. That's got and, me. Well, yeah, critically sick too. Yeah, and so took her up there. They stayed the night again. We went home again, sorry. Her fever slowly dropped a little bit, which was good. So her, her temperature got up to 39.5, which is so fucking hot. Wow. So it was the next day at work. I was at work and then Grace called and said, she's super hot still. She's crooked. And then I go, look, you've got to go back up again. Like just go go up and say. So Grace went in and I got home and, I'm, and I remember – um, Grace called and was like, yeah, the nurses don't know what's going on. They they don't have answers. Like, no one knows. It's like, we're, again, like, we're, we're going down a path where they don't know. Like, surely, I don't know, I'm not trying trying to judge or anything, but I, I suppose when your kid's sick... You, when you've been through the experiences, you, kind you have since day yeah, like, You just want answers. It's understandable. Yeah, definitely. And... um. And I remember It's all good, mate. It's all good. Sit the beer. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> no, I was at home. <sighs> and then Grace goes, um, Grace goes, I think it's pneumonia. I was like, fuck. And I don't know what that is, right? So I Googled it. And don't ever Google that don't shit, Google man. Don't anything. Google fucking anything, man. And I Googled it and I just fucking broke down. And I was like, fuck, and you're kidding me? This kid just can't catch a break. So I was just at home stressing out on the phone and my mum in tears just going... Fuck this shit, this is so fucked. So, so I went up there, so um, Grace goes, can you get clothes, nappies and all that sort of stuff, a bottle. Was Grace up at the hospital at the time? Grace was in the room, yeah. So, um, yeah, up there with golds in the room. So I went up there and I remember Grace said to me, um, the doctor said you can't come in, but, but he said that he'll um, try and get you in. So I was like, sweet. So I got, got up there, went to the desk, and I remember they said, I was like, oh, look, I'm here to see Goldie Totter. 
I've got some stuff for it. And they're like, yeah, cool. We'll take that. I go, no, you won't. I go, I'm going to drop this in myself. They go, no, you can't. I go, well, I was just speaking to my partner who's in there. She said the doctor in there will, and he said it's sweet. I remember this old hag in the office there just shaking her head at me. And I was, I just looked at her and I was just like, don't even fucking dare. Don't even. Anyway, I was just waiting in the back till the guy came out and he said, yeah, yeah sweet. So I went in there and I saw her um, lying there, obviously like tubes. She was on a drip or something. She was asleep. She was fine. But again, I broke down. Another thing, like I find the older I get, the more emotional I get. Yeah. I hear you. The dead set, like even oh, the wedding the other night, man, I was just in, like, I was crying just as much as Dan was crying. I swear to God, the ceremony. That was when you were getting dressed as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally in, like just watching him cry. I was mm. crying. Um, I was, I'm a shocker. Too. I was like, "Is this serious? Like, I'm not supposed to be crying. Like, I'm a, I'm a male. <laughs> I don't know if this is right." Anyway, so yeah, so I broke down again, and then Grace again. She's so strong. Hey, she's like, "Look, look, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine." Just anyway, so I had to go back, and that's when Grace stayed overnight. She stayed for two nights. And when you're at home, you're not like you can't sleep. Like you're just thinking the worst again. Mm. So at that point again, there was talk that she could have meningitis. I didn't Google this one because I didn't want to fucking know. Mm. I was like, I, that sounds hectic. So I don't even want to know about it. I'm just gonna hope it's just not it. So um, we were at home waiting. I was staying, so Grace's mum came up again and I was staying with her. She was staying at home with me, sorry. And um, I think the day after or something, I went back into the hospital after work and saw him and she just turned a new leaf. Hey, she was so much better. She still had had her um, croaky voice, still a bit phlegmy, but so much better, eh? And I was relieved. It was just fucking so hard, eh, to see your kid just sick. Oh, and you feel helpless too, right? I'm oh, sure. helpless. Like not being able to do anything, not even be able to be present is, is the worst thing. So, Absolutely. But, um, yeah, man, she's from that point on, that was, what, a week and a half ago maybe, She's improved. She's still a bit like on the tired side, a bit phlegmy, mm. but um, she's better. She's yeah. better for sure. She was running around she, the park this morning. She was, she was, she was running around <laughs> the park, patting people's heads yeah. and stuff. No. But um, yeah, man, that's the story we wow. had. That's just the absolute that's wild, wild coaster. Yeah, and why as well I want to speak about it is so like for people to know if they ever go down this path, if they ever come across his F-Pies or anything, to speak to us and we'll give you all the info that we, we know. Like, we know about not just F-Pies, but this. So this turned out to be a rhinovirus, it was called, she had. Right. So it was that with a bacterial infection, which is what got her so cooked. So and, it's just and I thought it was a G-up. I was like, a rhino, what the hell is a rhinovirus? It's, it's something to do with up top there in the nose and um 
Yeah, so it's tough times, man. Oh, mate, that's a mate, that's a story and a half, and not a story. I guess anyone. I'm not going to say anyone wants to hear, but it's definitely you know, as a as a good mate, but also anyone for that matter. It's I, I can't I can't even explain. So, oh mate, you're strong, and I think you guys have done an amazing <laughs> right, job. Man. And yeah, look, Grace in particular as well as 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 you touched on. I think just one thing to 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 finish on on that piece at least. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel you and Grace have definitely had to be. An advocate, I guess you'd say, for for Goldie's health. You, yep. you mentioned it's just been one thing after another, and nothing against health <laughs> professionals. I think for the yeah. best part, they do yeah, an amazing yeah. job, overworked, yeah, underpaid, do. and. Yep. But exactly. you're right. Like, it sounds like, rightly or wrongly, wrongly, you, you guys were dismissed a bunch of times, and you've had to be that advocate, right? When you know deep down, even if it's Grace maternally, or maternal, I should say, she knows something's not quite there. Yeah. How have you guys managed or dealt with that? And maybe even from your perspective, feeling helpless, both of you for that matter, but as a, as a, as a guy just sitting on the sidelines, how have you found that? How have you guys worked through this? Yeah, it's super, super tough. Um, so as a parent, you know your child more than anyone else does 100%. 110%. Even if you're not a nurse, you're not a doctor, you know your child is not well. We we were very, very frustrated with constantly getting told to go home when they could have easily been saying, okay, we'll keep her here, put her on a drip overnight um, and we'll assess her. There's a lot of anger there. And a lot of frustration, as I said, but it's hard, isn't it? How's Grace dealt with it? Like, how's she found? You know, Grace is tired. Like, Grace is tired. She's because it's been Grace with Goldie, like in those rooms, those mm. whole times. Like every time he's spent a night in a hospital or anything, it's been Grace and Golds. Grace has seen her when doctors come rushing in, when the doctors ask questions to other doctors, and when doctors are scared. That's the worst thing. Grace is a young mum too. Like Grace had Goldie when she was twenty four. Pushing, she's twenty six this year, and uh, but she's just born to be a mum. Mm. It's it's just crazy how strong she is. Um, I'm just blown away as well. Like she's stronger than me. I'm, like you know, I'm just a wreck, an emotional wreck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, yeah. It was hard to to get brushed all all those times where you know there's something, but you've just got to constantly push and go back and say no. Can you do more? Mm. Can you check for this? Can you? You just got to ask questions. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, look, again, it's something that no one should go through. Obviously, unfortunately, it's something that too many go through. Um, not necessarily the, the dismissal part, but just having issues in general. And, yeah, look, I guess it just gives a, a light to the many things that can unfold too. You know, it's not yeah. all doom and gloom. There's yep. obviously the highs far outweigh the lows. And, you know, just to kind of round this out, hold on. No, no, I'll just brush that for a second. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, no. I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's pretty much just a couple more and then we're, we're done, mate. Yeah, it's fine, um, man. So, it good. look, that, that was super, super insightful. I can't even put into words, you know, what that could feel like or what that – yeah, I, I just I, – it, it's hard to get your head around, frankly, and I appreciate you sharing that. And I think as you put before, hopefully it gives a bit of a light to – the things not look we, we don't want to just dwell on on all all the all the negatives but I think it just gives a really open perspective of a lot of things that can go wrong and hopefully you know for others that are listening you know hopefully you've got something out of that too and yeah mate thanks for that no that's all right just don't ever Google anything to do with your child's sickness <laughs> whatever you do it's dangerous that's the pit that's where shit hits the fan eh? or maybe um, get a a good friend or a mum or something to go look. Yeah, can you just have a quick search of this? Yeah, it's bad. yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know. I yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't say anything, but if it's good, please yeah. share. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just as we start to wind things up, do you have any advice for future dads? Yeah, mate. I reckon just always be there. Put work on the back burner. I know sometimes it's hard when you have to grind to live, but it's so prior to Goldie, I used to work weekends all all the time. And then I had golds and I was like, not a chance. Mm-hmm. You just want to spend every time with them, every moment you have so you can watch them grow because they grow so fast. They grow so goddamn fast. You don't want to miss a thing. Mm. That's the only advice I can give. I'm sure there'll be other advice down the track, but that's all I know now is just to be present. Absolutely. And it seems to be a bit of a, a common truth or a common thing that is called out. And again, I know I, I talked on it with Tommy on the last chat, but it's simple, but it's on the money, you know. Um. So just lastly, look again to... To sort of wrap things up now, I know we talked on a lot of, I guess you'd say a lot of the lows, a lot of the, the raw truths that aren't often spoken about. What about some of the highs in your eyes? Talk me through those and, and any parting words you'd like to leave for Goldie when, mate, she listens to this in a couple of years' time. <laughs> she will, hey. She'll be like, Dad, why do you cry all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you cry more than, more than mummy cries. <laughs> Um, no, nah, but honestly, the highs, the highs, every day I get home from work and I walk through that door and I just see a big, bright smile walk through. I, there's nothing more I, I love more than that. When I'm at work and it's like pu- pushing towards the end of the job and I'm, all I want to do is get the fuck out of that job and just go home and see her. It's just the best thing in the world when she just comes sprinting up to you and she's pegs a bunny at your feet because that's a sign of love. That's like her little that's her thing. thing she does. She just comes up, pegs the bunny down, down at your feet and just smiles. That, that's the highs. She's just watching her and how she, she just blossoms. Like just she picks up words and she, just her actions that she picks up. It's just it's the best thing in the world just watching her just – I don't know. It's like she 
she learns these things just every single day, these things where sometimes you look at each other and you think, how the hell did she do that? Mm. What, where did she get that from? What, what's going on now? Mm. Um, she blows kisses. She, she winks. She does a little animal noises. She, it's just incredible. It, and it's the best thing ever. And for those that don't know your daughter, how old is Goldie? Goldie is pushing 19 months now. Yep. So she'll be two in August. And little golden hair. Mm. Super fair. Little, little pearl. Little pearl. Little angel, eh? Oh, mate, that's unreal. And again, I can see it in your face. You can hear it in your voice. It's, mate, it is the best, isn't it? And, oh, it and you're is. right. Those little things you get home at the end of the day, it literally just washes everything away, you know. It does. It, and it trumps all the, you know, the, the hard times, I'd argue, that you guys have been through. You see that and you see her. And, you know, it's, I know it's the same with my son. I see it with other mates, kids as well. And it's just, it's something special. So, mate, that's golden. So I don't know if it's something you want to share or, or not. I know it's a personal thing, but Goldie, is she going to get a little little friend or is that still up for debate? Um, well, I know Henry's tried a few few times. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> don't rule him out. That's my son. <laughs> <laughs> but she's given Hen the odd wink here, here and there. So, you know, he's got a little chance. Um, but... Um, you know, one day down the track, you know, she'll get a boy and, you know, the day that comes when she brings a boy home, that's, you know, that'll be tough, very challenging. Yeah, you're a girl, Tad. How? <laughs> it's going to yeah. be very... I've thought, thought about this lots, actually, quite how I would act when she brings a boy home and how I'm just going to judge that boy like there's no tomorrow. But, you know, how, how, how was he supposed to act? Mm. You need to put put on that front, but yeah, but um, I like, oh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. No, definitely, mate. And I like where you took that because I was actually just curious <laughs> if you're having another kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I meant little friend, as in a little Sorry, boy. I, I should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have been clear on that one. Oh, I was like, I'll dude, she's pretty way. young, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Pump the brakes, chop on. <laughs> no, mate. Look, no. So, so to that point again. I know. Again, it is very personal. But do you feel, you know, will she be a, a one man band in terms of being an only child? You know, which is again perfectly fine. Or are you guys thinking, you know, let's add to the Totter tribe? Yeah, no. They will definitely try again. Probably the end of the year. Um, maybe start of next. Um, Grace wants to have three. I'd be perfectly comfortable with two, but we'll just wait and see how the second kid pans out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, see how that happens. But um, oh, awesome. Yeah, no, I'm keen for a drive. Hey, absolutely. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, look, really appreciate it, mate. I, I do, and thanks so much for your time. It's honestly been a chat both of us have wanted <laughs> had for yeah. quite a while. And <laughs> look, I, I appreciate, mate, not only giving me your time, but. Just giving all of us your story, it's been super, just, yeah, it's been super emotional, but it's been super honest and yeah. I appreciate that and I've learnt things today too, yeah. mate, that 
we've probably only discussed at 3am over yeah. a beer. So this is, just mate, it's, it's uh, just a beer. So it's been been an absolute cack and always a pleasure, mate, and you're doing an amazing job and thanks for sharing mate, us and giving us your time. Mate, thank you. Um, very honoured to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I am glad I told that. I've, I've always wanted to tell people what is going on because I want everyone to know that they're not alone. I want them to know that if anything like this does occur with their kids to get into contact with either Grace or myself. Um, and yeah, I'm always there. Absolutely, mate. No, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for your time, brother. And it's been a laugh. So hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, thanks, dude. Cheers. Legend. <laughs> yes, brother. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, clear your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land I currently live and am recording on today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, paying respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.